Hey guys, I'm instead going to start with a Howdy Pilgrims, because of course I'm going to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 in this episode. Probably some other stuff, um, but let's just cut right to it, because this game is insane, oh my god, it's fantastic, and of course it's great, I mean like most AAA titles that come out nowadays are absolutely amazing, but the level of detail in this game is ridiculous. Um, if you've played the first one, it dwarfs it in terms of uh, scale, size of things that you can do, just attention to detail. And when I say the first one, I mean Red Dead Redemption 1. I'm aware that Red Dead Revolver is a game. I played it on PS2. My brother and I used to shoot out in the multiplayer for like every weekend ever when it came out. So it was great, but for some reason they never really built on that. And some of the references are there. I, I honestly do not have a fantastic memory for that game. It was so long ago, but... Uh, no, this game is ridiculous, so obviously I'm playing it now, as I do, and uh, I'm on a mission. I've probably put six to eight hours into this game at this point, and I'm still pretty much being threaded along on the main mission tutorial story line. So every mission that I do, every... NPC that I talk to sort of teaches you a new skill or introduces you to a new game mechanic, and it's still at that introductory point. Uh, I've learned everything from like hunting to horse bartering to cooking, robbery. <laughs> I mean, the fact that probably 10 hours into the game I'll still be learning game functions is a testament to this. So, it is really fun open world nonsense as well. I mean, the only, I don't want to call it a complaint, the only thing that I'm going to go into in a minute is the, out, the sort of repercussions and outcomes of mischief causing, but like any Rockstar game, I mean, I'm going to point to Grand Theft Auto, you often don't want to do the missions. You just want to fuck off and kill a bunch of people or drive stupid cars or horses, what have you. You just want to have that free roam sandbox shenanigans and this game gives you that so gloriously because there's an infinite amount of things that you can do to people. Like you can lasso them and drag them with your horse, or lasso them and hog tie them, and you know rob them. And you can help random people. <laughs> I don't want to say something positive. You can shoot people and bounty hunt and hunt animals. And I mean, like, there's a crazy amount of stuff to do. But the problem is, there's this very strict, um, I guess, law we could call it that's enforced and. As you would hope in real life, there's heavy follow-up and repercussion if you commit a crime, so that's all well and good, but sometimes you just want to cut loose and like murder a bunch of people, and it gets really frustrating if you do that, and then suddenly you're supremely overwhelmed. Or, on the flip side, if you're trying to just play normally, and you just, you know, you, you're trying really hard to like not fuck up, and then you press the wrong button to not... Oh, I just played another video game with a different controller layout. Let me just pick up the controller and accidentally, the <laughs> accidentally press R2, and then you shoot your gun. Then all of a sudden, everybody in the town hates you. Everybody in the town is pointing guns at you. There's, quote, witnesses, and then you gotta fucking murder the witnesses. Come on. The best part of this game is that if someone sees you commit a crime, you can kill them or subdue them, and therefore they aren't witnesses, but... Most of the time I'm trying to actually keep my shit together and be a functioning, contributing cowboy, and 
you know, the stray bullet will fly, or the, I'll accidentally trample somebody with my horse as I'm in pursuit of somebody, and then all of a sudden, bounty, $300, and it sucks, man, there's a lot of towns that I can't go into anymore, a lot of areas that I can't afford to pay the bounty off for, so, uh, it's kind of funny, because a long time ago I'd played Skyrim for the first time, and, um, I did the original crawl through intro and there's a part where you go through a cave and you come out at some town or something nearby and I accidentally just out of I guess boredom or whatever it was I <laughs> shot a chicken that was like crossing my path almost like crossing the road I didn't think anything of it I like take it some meat or whatever it was and then I go into town and like get rebuffed by, like, six armed guards who are now, like, attempting to slash me. And I think I had, like, some basic weapons, but it was ridiculous. So I managed to kill a few of them, and then eventually you get killed, because you're level one, and it's a train wreck. But it was bullshit, because it saved, it auto-saved, my only auto-save, after I'd killed the chickens. <laughs> Just stuck in this continuous loop of having to, uh, defeat an <laughs> undefeatable amount of people or else like start way before at the beginning uh, opening again. Anyway I get it. I often like trigger happy or I, you know, I'm a little quick to hog tie and maim someone in a video game but because it's fun. That's what video games are for. I'm not a violent person. Real, well, I don't know. I, no more than the next person I guess. Um, but no, I mean it's just really fun in a game and sometimes Red Dead Redemption is to, my only complaint is that if I just want to like go balls out and shoot people with arrows and stuff it's a lot of fun because I expect that I'll be killed and stuff but if I just accidentally do it or <laughs> wing somebody and I'm settled with that like $300 bounty it's challenging but no I will not complain this game is legit as fuck I'm currently hunting I'm hunting a rabbit with what's this gentleman's name Hosea and uh, I've successfully hunted the rabbit, and when you hunt an animal, you obviously get to skin them, and you can choose to keep the carcass, and I love that, because in Red Dead Redemption 1, I would love to do that, because it's just, you know, it's fun to have that immersion that you can have, like, a little side hustle going on where you can trade pelts and furs, and hell, where I'm from in Canada, it was founded by fur traders, the Hudson Bay Company, so I, I think it's pretty nifty, you can, like, kill deer, take their pelt, trade it in, and in this one you can take the carcass too to a separate place to trade it in. In the first one it was a little disturbing, you'd leave like, you know, I don't know, like fleshless <laughs> carcasses at the side of the road because you'd skin an animal and just leave it bleeding and its musculature on the road. But um, This game cinematically is really why you're getting it. Not just is it super pleasant to watch because everything's really smooth and the graphics are great and just feels like you're watching a tremendous, amazing western, but there's options to make it even more cinematic. So <laughs> there's a, a camera mode that you can enable called cinematic where it just generally sort of pans and gives you these wide sweeping shots of you when you're playing during just literally to make it feel more like a film, which is so awesome. 
Um, the biggest thing, <laughs> I had, like, discovered this uh, while in a firefight and at the worst, most inopportune time, but there is a first-person mode to this game. And it's not, like, a tacky, you know, it's just there and you can't really... Like, there's a full-on everything you can do. It's fully programmed to be seen from first person if you want to play it like that. So the way you ride your horse and, like, the bob of his head, the, when you're eating food, the way the bowl comes up to the screen, everything there is fully able to be captured in first person. And it's so much fun. If you really want to go for the journey that is uh, playing this game, there's nothing more satisfying than uh, getting to see it from the first person, you know, cowboy perspective. And it's really cool. Like, now I'm, I'm setting up camp, I think is uh, what it says. And it's wicked, you know, you see all of it. I customized my outfit, actually. For a while I was, uh, I was a vagrant. I was robbing people on the side of the road, getting into fights with bears, doing all kind of crazy shit. Hence the $300 bounty in several towns I mentioned. But I, I, I feel like it really helps to my, my character's uh, backstory and character growth that he's turned over a new leaf. I'm donating like all those profits to the camp because you, you know, you give back to your gang and everyone flourishes. And it's nice to see and also symbolically, I, I like shaved off my guy's beard to just stubble and I got like a sweet new outfit and stuff. So, you know, you can really have your own adventure. Is what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying anybody specifically cares about the shit that I'm doing in this game, but I think I can say definitively you will enjoy playing this game because you can really make it what, what you want it to be that's a lot of what I loved about Fallout and Fallout 4 I was so enthralled by that game because there's just so much that you can do there's so much area to cover there's potential and it's very much the same thing you can do anything in this game you can have a totally you know fundamentally lawful and productive life and herding cattle and selling horses and drinking and going to the saloon like you can just do all that and it's there for you as well as on the other side robbing and train heists and burglaries murder is the given one I mean there's murder everywhere <laughs> but it is so much fun um yeah I got it uh, my wife bought it for me for my birthday um the release date was like a couple weeks off from everything, but it's in October, so. And it's like the Steelbook one, and it comes with this map, and it actually comes with two maps. And it just is mind blowing. It is how I felt when I was a you know, like middle school, whatever, age kid, and uh, when the Grand Theft Autos came out, and they would come with that city map, and it, I would just pour over that. And, you know, it's funny, the more you play the game, you kind of learn anyway, but. There's just something very cool about it. Um, I'm currently cooking some chunks of venison on my giant knife on a fire. Um, I have done that in real life, and it, you know, this game's making it, you know, making me miss it. It's pretty good. There's a, a bow that you get, and anyone that uh, that I've spoken to or that's cued into some episodes of this will remember that that's one of my favorite game mechanics indefinitely. When there's a bow, it's so satisfying. It's great to actually launch a projectile. There's usually like a pinning people to the wall mechanic. A lot of fun. So the bow is just dynamite. 
No, there is dynamite, but no. I mean, the bow's fantastic. You can hunt, murder, all the above, and do it silently. And it's so cool, man. You can do it from horseback, Mongolian. It's good shit. Uh, I'm trying to leave the campfire currently, though, when I was cooking at it. It's not even really letting me. I have to, uh... I don't know if it's frozen or not. Not that it's the game's fault, but my game personally has crashed maybe three times in the like, four days that I played it. Um, anyway. Oh, they're telling me to sleep by the fire. Okay. Seems like a weird choice, because I don't know this guy. Maybe I do. I wish I was a little more caught up in the lore. Uh, I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption 1, and I, I remember actually sort of shedding some tears when uh, the shootout in the, on the farm happens. And there's that tragedy, and it, it's immersive that way. I really cared for them, but there's some disconnect. Maybe it's just been too long, or maybe it's just me personally. I, I sort of am a bit of a miss with what's going on in this. They talk about Blackwater a lot and getting screwed over there, and I remember Blackwater's that giant city. I remember Dutch kind of more in the name and like seeing him in some missions. Uh, Javier and Escuela, I think, or Javier Escuela, I remember. Also just because that sounds funny. But, no, the, the story's great. You sort of just get sunk into it as if you're learning all this for the first time, and it very satisfyingly plays out like a Western movie. Uh, getting to customize your character is really fun, too. I mean, there's just that extra level of, of caring and being excited if my character can somehow look away I want them to. So I like the uh, I like that you can choose like the coat, the hat, the belt, the spurs, the boots. Um, I think at the end of the day shaving was <laughs> a little uh, a little tidbit that I really enjoyed finding that the game's like, it notified me that my beard was too bushy and like, that's, you know that could be remedied <laughs> by shaving actually got that pop up in real life but it's cool you know, as I said, my character was a kind of murdery and highway bandity before and you know, you get to shave and <laughs> buy a new hat clean up your act um, very similar to Skyrim, you can just take a legitimate scenic route around the world. I mean, you can just gallop around the lakes and rivers and the rocky steps and the mountains and just absolutely take it in, as if you were there for real. I mean, this is a game that, if we could put it into VR, I think that would be phenomenal. It's just so much fun. I'm first-personing on, on my horse. It sounds strange, but uh, when you ride first-person, it, it's so cool. I mean, I've ridden a horse, and it's... I mean, obviously there's no motion associated with it, but it's fantastic. I mean, it's at first glance. Looks like a movie. Can't really, uh, get that across enough. I'm really taken by this game. I feel that level of fallout, um, addiction coming, where family members are going to start to be like, we haven't seen you as much, and then I just don't really want to explain why, that it's a video game, and it's a video game. I got a platinum out of Fallout 4, so I mean, it's, it's not what I'm after, but it'd be nice. Um, there's so much to explore. Uh, I'm going to make a bunch more episodes that probably really 
grind down on some stuff in this game because I, I feel a, <laughs> a world of stuff that I'm going to be doing. And I've already, like, had ridiculous lengthy shootouts with the law and lassoed people off cliffs and launched myself a thousand feet in the air and done all this stuff. You know, this is, I'll fill you guys in, but I'm going to probably cut it short for now. Um, obviously, yeah, more coming. Fortnite, I think I wanted to just mention as it's even over now, but that Halloween stuff that was playing was super cool. Um, it was, a, for a lot of people, I mean, most people I've spoken to, they don't have a Save the World, the PvE uh, game mode. So to see zombies and to see, uh, I don't know, the ability to fight something that's not other people viciously um, was a really welcome change. Because in the game mode, there were these jagged sort of ethereal monoliths that would produce zombies, and some of them were, like, normal, and some were special, like, brutes, some would launch stuff, um, they were made of a cube shadow, uh, it was cool, really cool, uh, being able to, again, fight something else, something that's not as good as another person, because even the best of the cubelings, we'll call them, whatever they cube zombies, even the best of them is nowhere near as good as a door, as, I should say, as threatening as another player, so, when you're so highly tuned, you know, shoot for the head and speed build and all these things, and, like, zombies are very non-threatening. I mean, they will crowd you if you're overwhelmed. And what's your biggest threat, and also just the most dick move you can do, is when you're fighting them and someone else shoots you, and that's really brutal. I came across a lot of <laughs> a lot of opportunities. I mean, I, I get it. You go for the kills, you go for the Ws when you can, uh, sure, but... A lot of times I had people in my sight, and I could just see them, like, almost struggling to, like, hold off a bunch of cubes on these. I'm thinking, like, that's, that's a dick move. I'm not going to get the kill that way. Like, I'll wait till they beat it and fight them and ambush them. Fine, I'm not senseless, but I'm not going to be like, meh, backstab. <laughs> like, um, probably going to pick up PvE. I don't think I'm crazy, but in some press junket a while ago, around Christmas time, I think they confirmed that um, Save the World was going to be free by 2018, or in 2018. So, I mean, we're getting close to the end of it, so in like a month and a half, if it's not free, they're lying, or it will be free in a month and a half. And if not, you know, 2019, I'm probably going to buy it, because fuck, it looks fun. But <laughs> I'm holding on to that belief that it'll be free. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it in last episode, uh, but again, you know, what happened in, in Pittsburgh was really terrible, and it's always terrible when something like this happens, no matter what your faith, denomination, creed, whatever it is. I mean, people on people, it's, it sucked. Uh, it obviously sucked for me a little bit, uh, personally, just because it, it was a hate action targeted at a group that I'm part of, and it, you know, it makes me upset and angry and makes me, you know, pissed off that that kind of hatred exists in the world and saddened that someone would have so much of that hatred that they would take it out on what, you know, we would find out later were obviously innocent people, but I mean, like, you know, grandmother age and children and just senseless. Um, and I remember on Twitter shortly thereafter, I just sort of wanted to retweet some of the positive things people like uh, Obama and uh, uh, Josh McCuga actually is a funny like 
um, schmo, schmozno, screen junkie kind of area person, comedian. But he's from Pittsburgh, so I mean, people from the area, it, you know, you kind of want to look to them to see how it's being handled. But um, the hashtag Pittsburgh Strong was being sort of thrown around and trending, and that's really nice. And it's it also was just kind of sad because you can you have this moment where it's like, oh, I remember when we had our Toronto Strong, and it's like it sucks that this is happening so much just in general, um, you know that there's this much of it at all. I mean, just... Anyway, I feel like I'm a dick a lot of the time, and I complain, and, you know, there's all these things we can all do to be a little better, but we gotta all try to be a little nicer to each other. Um, I think... I think we'll leave it on that for now. So, thanks for listening, guys, and I will make another possibly Red Dead-centric episode soon. Cheers, guys.